Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, it's going all right. I slept in this morning, missed our initial podcast date, but uh, yeah, I'm here now. This will be the quickest turnaround we have. Uh, as soon as we finish recording, it'll go out live, but not really oh, man. live. Crazy. Um, so we want to talk about Patreon and because, you know, we were planning to launch season four soon, uh, or I suppose shift to season four and also launch a Patreon and that sort of stuff. But I've been thinking more recently, do we really want to be on Patreon? Because I see some of these other Liberty people creating their own, like going through PayPal or Stripe and doing separate things, you know, because there was that Patreon controversy in the past with Sargon of Akkad, Jordan Peterson, Dave Rubin left Patreon. So I want to just kind of talk about, yeah, what are, what's your thinking generally on whether or not we should use Patreon and more broadly a bit, I guess, you know, Patreon status, let's say. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, Patreon provides an interesting service, a valuable service in that, um, you know, you don't have to think about setting up, uh, like, figuring out payment structures, I mean, in terms of connecting bank accounts and, and setting up recurring donations, it makes that a little bit easier. And, And that is almost worth it to, to go that route. But, you know, more and more we're seeing how much power uh, social media has over your enterprise and entrepreneurial ventures, right? Like if you build up a massive Twitter following or Facebook following, they can just pull the rug out from under you in a second for violating some nebulous, uh, vague community standards. And it's the same with Patreon. And so, you know, I definitely have, my worries about that. Like, I, you know, the, the fact that Patreon exercises its freedom to associate with whoever it wants um, doesn't scare me or, or, or doesn't necessarily piss me off, but mm. it definitely makes me uh, a little bit anxious about partnering with them in a venture, uh, knowing that they could just cut us off at any second for any reason. And yeah. You know, and and that they have been doing that, and the reasons aren't very clear, right? I mean, if they could make explicit what those reasons are, if they could have some clear guidelines, uh, so that we could know it, <laughs> whether we we can agree with them or not. But they don't even put put them out there. It's it's not super clear what they're doing, and and it does seem like everything is kind of this progressive, vague. Like if someone accuses you of being a racist, then you are one of those, and you're done. And uh, that scares me. And, and, you know, for, so from my perspective, I would rather see us honestly uh, put in the work to, to get our own payment donation structure in place uh, at our own place. But now that's going to require quite a bit of work. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm willing to put in that work right now. And right. so Patreon is, you know, um, is an option and, you know, we're, in, until we gain a lot of popularity and have a lot of eyes on us, we're, we're not probably at risk of being deplatformed. Um, I think, yeah, I think that yeah. highlights a, a really important point though, that as soon as we start to get traction is when they could pull the plug. Right. So it's like yeah. literally at the critical moment is when they can deplatform you. Cause as soon as you start to get a groundswell, and start to get attention because 
I mean, I think Sargon of Akkad got banned, not even for something he posted on Patreon, right? It was just, right. oh, we don't, they chose to not associate with this person at all. And that's totally their right. Again, I'm not saying Patreon doesn't have the right to do that. But I would say even with their vague guidelines, we have certainly passed their line. Right. Sure. We've talked, especially like trans issues is like the, the scariest yeah. topic. And we've talked about that very openly. So in my mind, um, we've almost certainly crossed their line. It's just, again, yeah. Is someone from Patreon or someone from the public going to dig through, you know, a hundred episodes of content and find the few things that aren't, aren't acceptable to them. So it's interesting. And, and the other thing is, yeah, with, even with Twitter and, and social and Facebook and stuff, it's at least not directly a revenue source, right? If you start trying to build a business with Patreon revenue, um, you know, it's, it's more analogous to YouTube, I'd say, right? Like I think getting banned on YouTube and losing ad revenue or getting banned on Patreon is potentially worse in terms of there's less reach there, but it's your actual income source. Right. Um, but I, I totally get that. It's yeah, it's a lot more work. And, and so, it's interesting to see the different uh, people and, and, you know, what they've been trying to do instead of Patreon, not only platforms that are trying to compete, but like individuals just trying to kind of hustle their own donations uh, through PayPal or that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, you know, there, there's an interesting uh, guy, Mark Jeffkovich, I think his name is, he's a Canadian who, has written a book and I'm trying to remember the name of the book now, but it's basically talks about, talks about all this stuff. And, and his recommendation is, you know, he's an IT specialist. Um, I want to say that he used to work for some government agency like CSIS or something like that as well. But, you know, his recommendation is to own all your own stuff as much as possible, right. Mm. Is to not rely on any of these big platforms, because of how easy it is. And, and even like he goes into detail on security stuff, you know, now it's, it's, I need to find this book. I have, I'm pretty sure I have it on Kindle. I, I, um, I downloaded it and then I actually reached out to him and had a conversation with him about, about, uh, you know, how to do this. But you know, I mean, the problem is all this stuff is kind of like, um, it's, it's like Greek to me, right? Like, I yeah understanding the jargon and not being in that space the the book's name is called unassailable um and yeah it, it teaches you how to be unassailable on mm. online how to protect yourself protect yourself from deep platform attacks cancel culture and other online disasters and it's mark jeff jeff dovick mm. um so and he's canadian he's he, he actually ran as a libertarian candidate uh in 2015 in the Canadian election. Uh, good dude. I heard him on Tom Woods and I immediately downloaded his book and reached out to him. So, you know, the, he kind of convinced me that it's a good idea to do this if you can, but then doing it <laughs> is, a whole is, is a whole other issue. And, you know, I've tried to, you know, like I, I reached out to him as I was starting to create my own online web presence, like Tim net, And, you know, I, my thought was, okay, I'll, I'll just kind of grind through learning this stuff and trying to figure it out. And I'm still doing that, man. And it's, it's I, I don't like doing it. It's tough. Yeah. I'd rather just write stuff and put out big ideas and, and um, maybe we got to pay someone to do that. But uh, you know, I think it might be worth developing our own thing. Right. Um, because like you like I said, like we, we probably don't have to worry right now, but at a certain point, 
we're always going to be a constant risk of being deplatformed. And would we want to wait till we're big to get to that risk? Or would we want to just insure ourselves against that? Now, I mean, I already had this transgender lady on Twitter trying to, you know, calling me transphobic for something I said. And I mean, I feel like I'm the least transphobic person I know. Um, yeah. You know, like it's, I've stood up for my transgender uh, president in the past and like kicked off a candidate at, at my, like, and brought a lot of heat on myself by doing that stood up for, for him. Uh, you know, I, I had a transgender, uh, employee that I stood up for, like, you know, so that it just, context but, is lost, right? If you say one right. thing that someone says is transphobic, that's what yeah. Patreon would pay attention to as well. Exactly. Right? And, and the thing is, is that she had all the time in the world and we're in nothing burger in terms of the podcast world right. right now, but she went through and like documented and timestamped all the things she thought were problematic that I said, right. that, that scares the hell out of me. I mean, this kind of right. person could end my career or, yeah. you know, like it, it's, um, so it, it, you know, I, I would want to protect us against those yeah, kind of and, people that are so vindictive, you know? And it's even the, the funny thing is, you know, there's a few exceptions, but many of the alternatives are for like actual racists, right? So like Hatreon, let's say, right? There are right. people who are actually, I don't agree with their views. I don't think any platform should spread these views, but they create their own platforms. And it's like, well, so like, that's the alternative almost, right? Like the two right. options are the, the, the standard ones that are pretty like left wing and these kind of like, reactionary uh platforms right so it'll be interesting yeah. to see um what if anything develops as well the, the one option there's this thing called only fans which is yeah. popular with like the adult entertainment industry um and some like i don't know who else is on there i i've only recently heard of it but it's it, so it's an option as well to look into that because like i don't mind being associated with uh with uh those that clientele let's say right um but it's just it's it'll be interesting to see because i do think there's growing backlash and you know there's a lot of people starting to do their own thing but it's like at what point does that unite uh as well yeah no it's 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 interesting yeah you know i've I've, if anyone out there by the way has any skills would like to help us yeah. out in, in building something on our own and in um, you know protecting us against deplatforming and, and all these and cancel culture and stuff like that please uh, reach out to us with your technical expertise and give us a hand um, I, I'd love to to get your help but uh, yeah I mean th- this is gonna be you know I, I'm nervous that this uh, on Canada Day on July 1st I'm gonna be in Ottawa I've been invited to give a speech at this big rally and um, it's kind of by the the uh, patriot community, okay? And I'm always a little bit nervous about people that call themselves patriots because that's usually code for the nation should stomp on your neck if you don't yeah. agree with um, our perspective or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but they invited me to speak. That Maxime Bernier is going to be there. They're, they said they want to keep other politicians out of it. But I know that there's going to be some shitheads at this thing and there's probably going to be a general consensus that I don't agree with but that's one of the reasons why I want to talk to them because it's all about globalism and all this stuff and to me the big problem is statism and the problem with globalism is that for the most part it's statism not that it's somewhere else like me trading with someone in China isn't a problem but China wanting to exert its sovereignty in Canada is a problem and sometimes I think these people 
get the two conflated and, yeah. and don't understand the difference between the two. And so my plan is to go there and deliver a speech on how the real enemy is statism or something like that. And, you know, like our, our status neighbors are more of a threat than a statist over in China or something like that, because they're right there close to us. Kind of, I, I, I'm thinking about doing something on that theme, but the fact that I'm giving a speech at this rally and going to be associated with surely to God, some shitheads there that right. there might even be some racists there for all I know um, is it makes me nervous. Right? Yeah, and like right now we're on YouTube. And so there's always a risk with YouTube as well. Right. And that's kind of the platform that everyone I know still uses, even when they don't want to use any platform. It's like, what's the alternative to YouTube? But I think definitely if we're starting to think about how do we actually monetize this and stuff, Patreon is a big question. Because yeah, that could be it too, right? You take, you know, 100 people line up for photos with you, one's a Nazi, and then we're, we're kicked off Patreon or whatever. So yeah. I definitely, yeah, I, I, I echo your, your encouragement to anyone listening. If you have skills and you're interested in doing helping with something like this, or you have recommendations of other platforms or payment uh, methods, definitely let us know. But uh, yeah, so I'll have to think about it more. And, and I guess listeners can stay tuned to see uh, what we decide. But when we do launch something, whatever it is, uh, we'd appreciate your support as well. Boom.